hear me. <laughs> yes, and and um, I honestly won't keep you too long because I've uh, I've been told uh, ahead of time that to get any, between a congregation and their Brussels sprouts is just is just crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I just ask that you would join me in prayer. I spoke to my dad last night, and uh, he said at any point if you um, do lose your way or lose your notes, he said. You could try relying on the Holy Spirit. (laughs) So, so, uh, yeah, join me in prayer a minute. Dear Lord Jesus, we just, um, yeah, we come before you today and we ask that your Spirit would drop from heaven, yeah, upon us in each and every single one of us, Lord. As As I attempt to explain what you've done for us, Lord Jesus, I'd ask that you would open hearts and open minds and that our spirits would be clear and ready to accept you, Lord Jesus. You are a wondrous gift and uh, yes, we love you, Lord. I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, what I'm going to try and do is tell you a little bit about stories. And there's lots of different stories at Christmas, and uh, some of the stories that I loved when I was younger were kind of action and adventure. Um, When people talked about love stories, I was like, "Mm, no, thank you very much, I'll stay away from that. But you know what, in my life there is a a story, there's a new story, and it's a story of love. And I used to, I couldn't stand, you know, things like Romeo and Juliet, they made me feel really uncomfortable when I was younger, but... uh, this is a story of love, and it's totally related to Christmas. So um, I'm going I'm to start off by uh, saying something that we hear very often as Christians, and sometimes not as Christians, and that is in John 4, verse 8. And it's a statement that God is love. And that's a huge, complex statement. And uh, when I think about uh, that when I first used to hear it, I used to think, well, what does it mean? What is that all about? And as I thought about it more, I've actually, the only way I can try and explain it is how it's affected me in my life. And, uh, talking about me again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, God's love has been so apparent since I gave my life to Him. He, um, it started off with a, a miraculous healing and uh, then continued on, and I just, it was just a flooding of joy and peace that came into my life, and, uh, and the freedom from anxiety and fear, and a new comfort, and then I've got all my new friends and my family in Christ, my brothers and sisters, which has just been amazing. And, uh, you know, he took away a lot of sadness in my life, and uh, he, he replaced it with something amazing. <clears throat> we call it life, but it really it's, it's, it's Jesus' love for us. And, uh, and it comes in the form, many forms, but for me it was like a, it was a passion, an identity, and, uh, and a transformation which sometimes was slow and other times was really fast, but it was, it was certainly all-powerful and loving at all times. And, uh, you know, not to mention the salvation that I had. Uh, through Christ, which was another amazing thing. But the lovely thing that, uh, about the commitment that I made was it was a new relationship with our Creator. And uh, 
and that and that was wonderful. And and the, and the list of things that he gave me were go on and on and on. But the latest one has been absolutely wonderful, and that's a new a new wife uh, to be, which is. And, and, a new, and a new daughter as well. So, so the question came to me, why? You know, why, why, why did he do this? Why is all this love coming towards me? All I've done is say, sorry, you know, why has why it happened? So I started to search and look into that. And it came back to the fact that God is love. And, and, and this is shown so many times and witnessed uh, in, 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 the, in the truth, in the word of God. Uh, in John 3, verse 16, it says, We had not even been born, and he was already at work to provide a place to spend eternity with him. Um, so, yeah, I was like, okay, well, you know, so we're part of, we're part of God's plan. And then also in John, it says, uh, Jesus says, He is preparing a place in heaven, this is his Father, for those who love him, where he will dwell in him forever. So, so God wants to live in me or in us forever, as stated in the Bible. And also in John it says, In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it is not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. So we're starting to build a picture of that we're part of God's plan. We're part of his eternal plan. And that he wants to, to, to live in us forever. And that also that he's already building, as always ha- has been building, uh, an eternal house for us, which is heaven. Now my understanding of heaven is uh, a place without sin, which, you know, I, I think of as no pain, no fear, no illness, no disease, and no death. And, and, that, and that's forever, that's an eternal, eternal gift from God. So it's forever with God, and this God that I'm slightly understanding uh, is love. And because of His love for us, He He created us in His in His own image. So we're all, every single one individual here, a little bit like God. And um, you know to see. God didn't create us for uh, you know like some kind of a complex farm. We were such a massive part of what he had um, planned for us. Um, we weren't just part of something that he he just put together uh, for his own enjoyment. You know, he was our creator, and um, he was a wonderful creator. I mean, all we have to do is look outside to see the wonderful things that he's created. And uh, you know, we're we're at the pinnacle of that creation. And uh, he created us with an everlasting love. And that's a wonderful thing. Uh, In Ephesians 2, uh, verse 10, it says, We are God's masterpiece created in in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us. And, you know, that's such a wonderful thing, just to think of ourselves. I mean, I, sometimes I do look in the mirror and wonder, you know, is, what is the truth of that? But, you know, it's stated in the Bible, so it's true. We are his masterpieces uh, for those who love him and, and follow his ways. And, 
so it gets me on now to, uh, you know, what, what can sometimes be thought of as maybe a little bit of a design fault in us. And that was when God gave us free will. And uh, it, he didn't want us to be robotic or, you know, something that you just tell to do something or an order in one way. He wanted to see us. He was, he's creative. He wanted to, to see what we would do, uh, un, you know, under his loving command. And unfortunately, with this free will, that um, um, we, we did misuse it. And it started with Adam and Eve, and the, who were the first people that God put on earth. And that brought sin into, into our lives. And, uh, I mean, we all sin and we all fall short for, from the glory of God. And um, sometimes this is, a, this is a difficult fact to accept for us, but uh, it can come in jealousy and hate, anger, um, just gossiping, um, hurtful behaviours. And, I, you know, I know that I've been involved in all of those things in my past, and uh, I'm thankful for the forgiveness of, um, of Jesus. You know, to, I, I kind of, when I've read through the, the Bible about sin, I, I like to think of sin as a, a choosing uh, to turn away from God and do what we think's best. But, uh, you know, even, even with that fact, you know, we're still part of the eternal plan of God and he still wants to provide for us and protect us. He still loves us. God still does love us. In Psalms, 18 verse 10, it says, I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Open your mouth and I will fill it. And that's, when I read that, I was kind of seeing like a cocktail passage being fired out of a, a slingshot. <laughs> but it's just the beginning of, uh, and a part of the amazing gifts and uh, promises and blessings that, are, that have just happened since the beginning of creation and that have come across to us. They're absolutely awesome. Yeah, so, so as we can see, sin separated us from God. Um, our free choice, that was to turn away from God. So we are responsible um, for our lives and the things that happen around us. We, we separated from his love. We, were cut, we cut ourselves away from his eternal plan. It's our sin, believe it or not, uh, that is what is responsible for everything that we look around and see that is bad. And out in this world, whatever you conceive to be not right, it was caused and is our responsibility and is caused by sin. And it comes from that. And uh, uh, on a sobering note, the wages of sin, it says in the, in the Bible, are death. And, uh, and a, way, the, a way that I might find it easier to explain this is, if you think of a computer system and... Uh, you buy it, and it's absolutely clean. It works perfectly. But as time goes on, for some reason, not always to do with you, sometimes you might take the odd download, and it slows the machine up, or a pop-up, or a kind of tag-on. Uh, and then you get a virus. Or you look at a site you shouldn't, and, a, and, a, and another virus comes in. And slowly this machine starts to work, stops to work, and it's just, it's not as fluent, it's not as as right as it used to be. And, and in the end, if you continue, that it'll, it'll end up stop working and it'll be finished and done. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the truth of what sin does in our lives. And, and God hates that. It, it, you know, throughout the Bible he's shown how many times he's tried to pull us back 
from that sin and death um, because of his love for us, his pure love for us. He's never been able to bear and see us in, in pain and make these mistakes that we've been making, that we all make, every one of us, uh, and hurting each other. He can't bear it. Um, he, he'll, he'll never give up on us. And this is where this beautiful gift of uh, Christmas comes in. Um, this is why he had to give us Jesus. Now, I've just put down here, explain Jesus. <laughs> and laugh, and then I put laugh out loud afterwards, but it's, um, I will try and, I will try and have a quick go. Um, the way I see Jesus is that uh, he came to, to show us how to live our lives, and, and it was such a wonderful way. He had a short time to do it. He lived in persecution his whole, whole life, but this was fine. He knew this, that, that had to happen. And uh, he healed people. He did wonderful things. He provided. He showed uh, Emmanuel, God with us. He showed us a part of what God was and what God wants to do with us uh, in that short little period of time that he did that. Um, but there was, uh, there was a wonderful twist. And, uh, and that was that... Uh, in all his persecution and hate and where he wanted to go to places and he couldn't and people wanted to permanently kill him and the people that he came to save wanted to, uh, wanted to just uh, end his life so that they didn't have to feel their own sin and darkness uh, in the light that he shone. Um, the twist was that at any time that he could have obliterated us or sat us down and said, hey, do you know what? What you're doing is, you know, it's like the computer. You're making yourself go wrong. But he knew that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for us. You see, we're so captivated in ourselves, our own, world, our own worlds, and the things that are going on in our lives, we can't see clearly what's happening to us. So he had to do something drastic. He had to go through all the pain and all the suffering that we go through, and more. And he had to do that, and he had a a choice. It was him. He wanted to do it, to show us his love for us. Yeah, his love, his love for us. God is love. And it was like, it's almost like um, having your face down in the water uh, when you're a child. You hold your head in the bath. Now, at any point, you can take your head up, and you can breathe. And Jesus could have done the same thing. He healed so many people. He showed the power of God. A God who created everything with just words. He showed that on earth. So at any point, he could have pulled his head up and gone, hey, you know what? I've been raising people from the dead, left, right and centre. You know, it's not a problem to me. But I am going to keep my head under the water. Why? So that you will see what you have done is actually killing you off and is separating you from God. So he held his head under the water. He held himself on the cross for us. And he bore our sins, every single last one of them. And that is something that's just absolutely amazing. And every day I'm baffled by it. And every day it makes me feel his love. Um, And thankfully more and more so from that we can see that we're, we are God's re- rebellious children. But he desperately wants us back. 
You know, children children need consequences, yeah? Uh, their ba- behavior never changes without consequences. But our sin, as deep as it was, Jesus said, you know what? You, you don't have to take the consequences. I will do that for you, and I'll do it in the most wonderful way. I will hold my head under the water, and I'm not going to let it back up. You know, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that anyone that would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Beautiful words and a proof of God is love. So, as we rebelled against him in sin, we turned away from Jesus and his first words were, in evangelism, repent, the kingdom of God is near. And repent means turn your ways, turn your ways back to God. And that's the Christmas gift that we were given. And it's beyond anything that you can unwrap on this on this earth. And I feel it and I live it every single day. And not because anything that I've done, it's because of the gift of Jesus Christ and what he's done in our lives. See, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for a friend. And that's the, and that's the greatest Christmas gift you can have.